0: Scotty Friday from noon to three. Andrew Reinhart from Wasatch Medical will be live in studio to discuss an FDA approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Time now to talk a little college football. Riley Jensen is here for his weekly visit. He joins us, of course, on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. Good morning, guys. Any any big games going on this week? I've got my TV schedule planned out. I got the Utes in Washington at two. I got USC and Oregon at six. I got BYU and Utah State at eight. Everything else has to fit in around that.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're you're gonna have a good Saturday.
0: A Lined Saturday. up, ready to go. Now, why don't we start with your alma mater first, the wagon wheel, BYU. So, trying to figure out here with a couple teams. Why am I so fired up about a, a a couple of teams that have both lost two out of three? I am ready for this game. It seems like whoever wins, yeah, whoever wins this, kind of fixes things, gets on the right in the right deal. And you know, for Utah State, it's they're in the division race and they'll have some momentum beating BYU because I don't think they really felt good about themselves for about a month now. And for BYU, it's been a total roller coaster. But if they win this, they're four and four, and they ought to be seven and four going to San Diego State for the finale. Playing for an eighth win, yeah, I, I
1: yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think if you're BYU fan right now, I think you got to be pretty excited about this opportunity. Uh, I mean, if you, if you watched Utah State play the last two weeks, it is not it has not been pretty. And I know the Nevada game looks like a blowout; it was thirty six to three. They they did not play well in that game. Obviously, against LSU, um, you're you're just not going to play well against the top five team in the country, and then you know, last week I I I mean I it was a head scratcher as much as BYU fans have been head head scratching, you know, a Toledo loss or a or a South Florida loss. The Utah State loss was just ugly on Saturday and so I have I have no idea what to expect other than I do think that Gary Anderson will have their attention this week. I do feel that coming off of a loss these guys will be excited to be at home I think the Utah State's played a little bit better at home than they have on the road and it's gonna it's got all the makings for a great rivalry game and I think there's a lot on the line um, number one for Utah State and for Gary Anderson um, I think it's a big deal to beat BYU it'll be huge for them to beat them three times in a row on the recruiting trail and I think it's a big deal for BYU in the sense that they've got to turn around that momentum. You know, and and kind of build on the momentum of the Boise State game, and then they've got to be able to say, "Hey, look, you know, we've been able to win some rivalry games. We haven't won against Utah, but we beat Boise State, we beat Utah State, and we're going the right direction." I think I think there's all kinds of narratives that come out of this game for either team that wins it.
2: So we see a losing team. We got to work harder. We got to clean up some mistakes. I often wonder why aren't they already doing that? You know, maybe from my perspective, it's harder to understand because, as you know, Riley, I was one of those guys when it came to athletics. I was the last guy in the gym and the first to leave, so I never really worked hard. Uh, but why aren't they already doing that? Why aren't they working harder? Why aren't they cleaning up the mistakes? It's, it can't be as simple as that.
1: Well, I don't. I don't think it's that simple. I think what coaches are trying to say is that there's been a lack of focus at certain times during the game and I think one of the things that I remember from playing college football that it was a lot different than just high school football or any other game that I participated in is just how long the games are. I mean I I remember in college the first time that I started a game it was in junior college and the fifteen minute quarters and the clock stopping and just different things that happen. It it takes a lot more to win and it takes a higher level of concentration to play well for a whole four quarters than it did in high school. So I think when coaches bring that kind of stuff up, I think they're talking about focus. I think they're talking about, it's not about working harder. It's about like, are you able to stay focused on what your job is and what the detail is and what your assignment, your alignment, and your technique is for a whole four quarters? And I think what happens is, Sometimes as you're going along and maybe you're winning some games and you're feeling good about yourself, you you kind of forget about that focus. And I think coaches forget about it. I think players forget about it. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, it, it may be that, for example, on defense, there may be a guy running wide open down the field for a post play, but the quarterback didn't have his eyes there and wasn't ready to throw the ball to him and he threw a little hitch on the outside, and it didn't hurt you. But the next team is going to see that on film, and they're going to they're take advantage of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it, all of these games, and, and, and this is so cliche, but it's, but I, I really feel like it's true. Peyton Manning used to always say that, you know, games come down to four or five plays. Every single game comes down to four or five plays. The problem is you just don't know which four or five plays those are. And so you have to have extreme focus and high concentration on every play during the game or it can cost you and your teammates.
0: So the Aggies just have to tighten up a few of these details or it's been a month since they won and there's just a fundamental issue with how good they are. Which one of those do you buy?
1: Right right now I, I'm feeling like there's a fundamental issue on how good they are. I mean, if you look through the statistics, they're not they're terrible on third and seven plus so, I mean, I think I think Jordan Love is something like 17 of 38 when it's third and seven. And you go, okay, well, everybody's bad on third and seven. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a high number of pass plays. There's a high number of things that are happening there. So that means on first and second down, they're not running the ball very well. That means on second down, they're not getting plus yardage to get themselves into a third and six or less. And you're right, everybody has a high – high percentage of completions a high percentage of of third down conversions when it's third and five or less but that that's a result of the concentration on first and second down and i feel like the offensive line for utah state is struggling um i don't i don't feel like the run game is particularly as good as it has been i think that receivers have dropped the ball for utah state and i think that makes it hard on a quarterback sometimes but i also think we have to we have to start looking at love and just saying, "Look, you need to play better," because there are plays where there's guys wide open and he needs to make the throw, and there's guys, there's times where he is receiving blocking, and he and everything is fine and he's just not making the play, and so I think, I think he has to step up. I mean, I I know that this is a this is a guy that before the season started was a Heisman Trophy type candidate. Um, that doesn't mean he was going to win it at Utah State, but it was nice to be included in the conversation. He's still being included in the conversation for being drafted to the NFL. But right now, he needs to play better. Uh, I, and I think that's just an easy statement. And I think he knows that. I think I think he's probably – I mean, when I watched him in the, in the Nevada game, I was like, man, this guy is pressing. I don't know if he has some sort of like false pressure on himself as to what he has to do. And then when I watched it in the Air Force game again I, I thought the offensive line didn't block as well in that game, but I still felt like he was pressing in some ways and he's just gotta relax and just play and, and just let the game come to him because right now he's really pressing to get better and I, I think that's a hard situation to be in and so this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough game for Utah State. I it, you know, when I when I think about it, I mean I think it's gonna be tough. For them to be able to run the ball with this offensive line and that's with the defensive line that's not that great for BYU.
2: So Utah's got the massive game. Is it November they're going to gag? Or is this a new November and Tyler Huntley's playing so well and the defense is so awesome that come one, come all, we're going to beat everybody? Boy,
1: it'd be really hard for me not to imagine Utah winning this game. I, I but but that being said, it's very tough to run the table. And and we've all talked about this. We've talked about how there's always a game that we scratch our heads. There's always a game that doesn't doesn't work out exactly the way that we thought it was going to be. And maybe that was just the USC game. Maybe it's not. But, I, I mean, I, I have a hard time watching the way the University of Utah is playing defense, the way Tyler Huntley is playing offense. I have a hard time thinking – anything but wins for the University of Utah for the rest of the the season now will USC trip up I don't know I mean it it looked like maybe they're going to trip up against Colorado and they came back and won that game but man it'd be hard to pick against the University of Utah with Moss back with Huntley playing the way he is and the defense playing the way they are
0: we spoke to Andy Ludwig he's not available very often they rotate through assistant coaches there's two assistant coaches available every Tuesday that's it during the season. You know, you talked to him in spring football forever. But during the season, that's it. And so Andy Ludwig was available this week. P.K. and I went up and spoke to him. And the only reason he wouldn't go full bore praising Tyler Huntley is he wants him to play like this for five more games. I mean, he wanted. He was asked about a letter grade and he wanted to give him an A, but he gave him an A- because he's got to do it for five more games. It's like, you know, he can't have an A yet because the final exam isn't here yet, basically. When you see Tyler Huntley, do you see him, see him playing at that level? Because we know coaches like to criticize players. You know, there's one more thing you got to do, and that was really the only thing that he would say is, "Well, he's got to do it five more times." Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I I agree with Andy. I mean, I I think that's that would also be the grade that I would give the team, right? Like like people are saying this defense is amazing and this defense is doing that, and I. I totally agree with everyone, and my thought is – my thought is, okay, you just have to finish the season, though. you got to continue – got to continue this path for five more games. And I, and I do think that Tyler's played at an amazing level. If, if you would have told me that he was playing at this level of football at the first of the year, I would have had a hard time believing it, other than the fact that I think Andy Ludwig's a great coach, and he gets quarterback's eyes in the right place, and he gives them a chance to be really successful – but, man, it's it's a high level of football that's going on. And when you can run the football the way the Utes are and then be surgical in your attack in the passing game and play this kind of defense, it's it's really scary. This is as good as I've felt about the Utah teams since, you know, 2008, maybe even 2004, 2004 when they were playing such good offense and, and running all over the place. So it'll be interesting – to see if they can continue this in the Pac-12. And if they do, I'm willing to give Utah the rating of, of maybe the best Utah team that's ever played, maybe the best team in the state of Utah that's ever played if they're able to finish out five, six more games like this.
2: The best team in the state of Utah ever? Riley Jensen, you just declared that? <gasps> no. I, 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 there was a caveat. If they A
1: caveat? This way. Yeah, I mean... Look, they have to finish, but right now, all signs are pointing to that they could do this, and they look really good right now. I mean, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough nice things about them. I mean, I would not want to play against this defense. And normally, I love a team that blitzes and plays man-to-man defense because somebody's going to slip, somebody's going to be out of position, and you can get big plays. And you're just not getting big plays against these guys. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Washington's going to be a big test. And I think when Eason is on, he's really good. And, you know, Washington is going to be well-coached. They're going to have some things prepared for him. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: I think Utah's up to the task.
2: That's his caveat. I'm
1: not picking against them.
2: Did you know that Riley speaks French, DJ? I did. (laughs) I actually knew that. That's his caveat. Now, can you can you spell caveat cuz that's a big word, Riley, for a Utah state guy. <laughs> C A V I A T. Leave me alone. I, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I that was, a quarterback, that was well I, played, Riley. I George Tim whacker.
2: I think it's E, not I. Uh, a caveat. That's uh, what I get uh, when I go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't tease me for using
0: big words. Come on, man. What, what is this? What is this? Another what? day with PK. What are hey, you talking about? what
2: do I know, man? I'm the last guy to the gym and first to leave.
0: Uh, <laughs> and you know why I you get you a, a lot. And you know why you get away with that? Why? Because you've arrived. Oh yeah.
2: Have you heard I've arrived, Riley?
0: Oh, who who told you that you've arrived? The, the listen, man, the happened. myth, the legend. Still a work really? in progress, though.
2: You've never arrived unless you're PK. <laughs>
0: Just threw that out
2: in the middle
1: of the Kyle Monday press conference. He said, you've arrived. You know, that's, you know that's the enemy to all greatness is thinking you've arrived. Fact.
2: You've never arrived unless you're PK. <laughs> I've arrived. So poo-poo on you.
0: You hey, can know what
2: you can do with your caveats. <laughs> <laughs> you can I stick them in your body school. caveats. I just
1: don't want you throwing quotes out there that are going to, like, get me in trouble. Like, best team ever in Utah. With a
0: caveat. (laughs) C-A-V-I-T. C-A-V-I-T. Leave me alone. (laughs) With a caveat. then jeez.
2: So hoity-toity, Riley Jansen. Hey,
1: Hey, Riley. Well, Utah... That well, word's you... been used a lot with me. I mean, I gets out all the time. Like, oh, hoity-toity.
0: That guy. That guy. He's a first-team that all-whacker.
1: That guy, Riley Jetson, he's hoity-toity.
0: Speaking, I knew it. Speaking of hoity-toity, <laughs> let's talk about USC, the University of Spoiled Children. And let's talk about their ability to beat Oregon, because Utah might be the best team ever in the state of Utah, but if USC doesn't lose again, they're not winning the Pac-12 South. If SC wins out, it's over. This looks on paper like easily USC's most difficult game. Is Oregon going to do what the Utes want and beat the Trojans?
1: Well, I, I certainly, I certainly think you have to hope so. Watching Oregon play last Saturday, if they can run the ball the way that they've been running it, I think Oregon looks like the clear favorite to me. And certainly, I'm, I'm cheering, I'm cheering for Oregon to win, and I'm cheering for Utah to win because. USC's got to get this off their, excuse me, the Pac-12 has got to get this off their back a little bit. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to see, you know, two one-loss teams yeah. going into the Pac-12 championship and then really sure. make make the college playoff, make a decision about the Pac-12 and the, and, and respecting those teams as maybe two teams that, that could play in the playoff and should be included in yeah. the playoff because they haven't really been included. They haven't been allowed to the table
2: yet. Well, particularly when you get to Santa Clara, it's not like, oh, is the winner going to get in the playoff? It's been basically already established that the winner is not going to the playoff. You're still playing for the Rose Bowl, and that's a big deal, but it would be cool if the winner had a shot to get to the playoff. It would still be in discussion. Normally when we get there, that's not in discussion.
1: Right. Right. I, I mean... I do think it would be good for the conference. I think it would be good for the Utes. I think it'd be good for Oregon yeah, and for whatever totally. happens going 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 forward. And so I think I think if you're a if you're a Utah fan and you're a Pac-12 fan, you need to be rooting for Oregon. And I I, I really feel like Oregon's going to win. And I think I think that USC game was a one-off for the Utes. I think they slipped a little bit mentally, and now they're playing really good football. And and I and I'd like to see them have an opportunity to play. Not only for the Rose Bowl, but for for a playoff, I think that'd be great for the state of Utah.
0: Riley, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Love be- being
2: on your show. Yeah, I mean, he just he wanted that, he wanted at a caveat, but y'all
0: cut him off. y'all cut him off. <laughs> no, no, C A V I T for you. <laughs>
2: Let him get, you know, Gary Anderson ends with Go Aggies. Riley Jensen, the caveat is Love being on your show. Love being on your show. So you you don't cut him off until he adds the caveat. A little quick with the trigger, my bad.
0: (laughs) The hand is quicker than the eye. I'm all about the caveat.